Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Open Perspective Podcast. What a day. But here we are. Uh, my name is John. I'm here again with David. Hello, everyone. David Today. Kinsella. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, hey, man, you got to wait till I, I introduce you. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> oh, great. Today we have Elias. Elias Tabashi. Yeah, hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening, um, Elias is, is is a really cool person. That's why I wanted to have him on here. But the main thing about Elias is that he is SoCal Architecture on Instagram, and he is a real estate agent. And so I thought it'd be good to have him on and kind of pick his brain a little bit, not just about the real estate stuff, but more so his uh, knowledge of the house stuff and architecture and things like that. And just for good conversation, because we've already been talking for 30 minutes before we started recording. That's because John was late, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm hoping you're tired already. I know. They've been talking without me for a half hour. They probably had some gems that I missed out on. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it's funny, before we started recording that you asked John Elias, you asked him if uh, how old he was. And that's one of the first things that I remember about you is that when I met you, it's not your appearance or anything that made me think that you were older. I think it was more so um, <laughs> the way that you, the way that you speak and carry yourself. I was like, okay, you know, not only that, you're married, you have two kids. So I'm like, oh, Elias is probably older. And then it turned out you were younger than me. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, I mean, I got an old soul, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but then again, you know, it's uh, I get that a lot. But then I think it's just because I'm bald, you know. As much as I want to say that I got this full head of luscious locks, uh, the reality is I lost my hair pretty young, so it makes me feel a little bit older than I am. I was gonna say the real reason why we have you on is because you're bald and bearded, but I, I thought that oh, was yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good combination to have, you know. As long as I don't have it up top, it's got to be in my face somewhere. Yeah, know? yeah. I'm I'm trying to start this elite group of all just bald people with beards. I think bald men, I mean. I don't want any bald women with beards. <laughs> Pretty strong group there. Yeah. I don't um, belong there. Damn. John, John can get probably a little bit more bald than he is right now, but I don't think he's ever going to have a full beard. I can never have a beard. <laughs> nope. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, it's it's probably good for your business, right? That people think that you're older than you are. It probably. Uh yeah, I think it. I think it definitely helps to a certain extent. Um, it, it still doesn't help that I'm only five five, so I'm not the tallest man in the world. Uh, but yeah, I think um, when you're helping someone with such a big purchase in their life, like possibly one of their biggest purchases. That they have someone that they can trust, and sometimes age does feel like people can trust you a little bit more. And and you're saying that height would make them feel a little bit more like that too. Sometimes, you really? know, yeah, really, yeah, hundred a hundred percent. I have some. There's some on a team. Uh, it's called the Tracy Doe team, and we're based out of Northeast Los Angeles. Um, and we have, so, yeah, we have a team, and we have uh, two other guys on the team. But they're taller, you know, whenever I'm next to them. I might not say it to their face, 
but I feel <laughs> I feel like if I was next to them trying to pitch a property or trying to get a listing that they would get it over me because they have hair and they're a little bit taller. You just got to make sure you don't stand next to them. More than six inches, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. I I didn't realize that you were um, not the tallest person. I think that it all depends on how you carry yourself. I know some people who aren't, you know, that tall or shorter. (laughs) And they kind of carry themselves that way. So people kind of always look at them as a short guy. But if you don't carry yourself that way, then I feel like people don't notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Ryan. Ryan's a good example. He carries himself pretty well. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, I'm not that tall, but I must keep shorter people around me. So it makes me seem taller. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, you're like five, seven, five, eight, somewhere around there. No, I'm taller than that. I'm like five, 11, six That's why foot. you keep me around. Yeah, that's yeah. why. But, but I don't notice it. But whenever we get in these conversations about height, I feel like the tallest person around me is 5'7". So I'm like, oh, damn, I guess I am taller than everybody. Yeah, you're a monster. That's tall. Yeah, I'm actually actually (laughs) short for my family. So so the age thing, I think, is probably good. Bald, I wouldn't say that that makes you seem older. I feel like a lot of people, ever since I shaved my head, people think I'm younger than I am. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, that's cool. This was a another good reason to do it's this. It's a good move. Yeah, it was a good yeah. move for you. Yeah. Maybe for me, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have long hair. All oh, around really? When I was like in, yeah, like middle school. Like when I was super young, you know, when I was back in uh, uh, Chile, I used to have long hair. And then I came to the States. And yeah, all throughout elementary, middle, high school, I had long hair. And then pff, right after high school done damn that's crazy like, i've always i've always been about my hair i didn't have long hair but like going to the barber every week was like my thing you know mm-hmm. i always had to have a fresh haircut so it kind of bummed me out when i finally gave up and said all right i'm just gonna shave my head yeah i miss having oh. long hair oh yeah john had a period of time where he had awkwardly long hair as well <laughs> it was beautiful <laughs> hair it just wasn't really sure why it was long you know so you'd meet him and he just had like these lovely locks and you're like <laughs> what is this all about yeah oh no just did yeah yeah it's it great so anyway i i didn't bring you on this podcast just to talk about hair <laughs> hey, hey i don't hey, know that you never know <laughs> i mean it's been know, a great I hair just, conversation I was just told hop on a phone call hop on this conversation at eight we don't know what's gonna happen yeah. i was like all right i'm in yeah, I know. Never planned. So, um, how long have you been doing real estate for? Mm, I've you been in real estate for things. I think six years. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So six years. Um, then yeah, like prior to that, I was doing uh, marketing. Uh, I had oh, a marketing job for that explains it right there. <laughs> for about four or five years, and then before that, I was managing a warehouse. And then before that, I was in retail. Uh, that and all makes sense now. I just kind of moved my way up and figured out what I really wanted to do. And um, now I'm fortunate to be in the position that I'm in. So super and, thankful. And so six, let's see, it's 2019, six years ago. What year was the um, the whole Crash. decline? Yeah. That was back in 2008. 
like the mid to end of 2008. Um, that was the, the yeah, the you know, when the market crashed and everything happened. And then that lasted from 2008, 2009, 10, 11. And then um, mid-2012 was when the rates started going back down. And then that's when the market started picking up again. And then that's basically where we're at now. Okay, so you came in after all that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it's like to be in a, in a down market yet. Yeah, it's but funny. Sure because... I'll find out. <laughs> is it turning down now? Call me when it comes down. <laughs> How is no, it? I mean, the market's good. You yeah. know, it just all depends on the neighborhoods that you're currently working at. Mm-hmm. Um, but every neighborhood's a little different. But we're definitely peaked. You know, we're at the top of the market. Um, I don't see us going up in the market. I don't see the market going down necessarily. It just kind of leveled off at the top. Um, and then we are seeing that, you know, just from all the reports that we're reading and so forth, uh, probably in about a year or two, uh, market will start trickling down little by little. Um, but we don't foresee like a big decline, more or less what happened back in 2008, hmm. because we're giving good loans. You know? I don't I don't think the trickle is bad either, because if you're someone like myself, like I'm basically trying to my, set myself up for that trickle. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of people who are going to be ready to buy once the trickle starts to happen and then it's yeah. just gonna still be good, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's always, you know, just real estate is always going to be a good investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on how long you'd like to hold on to it too, you know? Yeah. Do you think it's better to hold on to real estate or is it better to just buy something short term and then move on? No, I don't think uh, real estate is, is really powerful for short term. Uh, unless you're quickly rehabbing a property, you mm-hmm. know, um, just kind of getting in and out in a couple months and hopefully the appreciation is there. Uh, right. But anything, let's say if you were to buy today, kind of at the height of this market, mm-hmm. uh, let's say there is some type of um, downturn. If you hold on to it till the next upswing, you're always going to do uh, a lot better and, and price point when that upswing goes. It always supersedes what it was the last go around. Um, but yeah, it's all cyclical. You know, it goes up and down, but it's never been bad. Yeah, that's good. Uh, out of high school, I really wanted to get into real estate and I kind of always kicked myself uh, for not getting into it. And then when yeah. the crash happened, I was like, oh, maybe there's a reason I didn't get into real estate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then now I'm like, Man, I probably should have still gotten into real estate because if if you went about it the right way, I wouldn't say the right way, but if you were safe, I mean, I know people that were into real estate who were really doing, taking risks themselves and buying properties and stuff like that. And so when the crash happened, it kind of really screwed them or they, they had very expensive lifestyles. And when the crash happened, it screwed right. them. Um, yeah. If you were someone lost a lot back then. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you were someone who really just took it as your job, didn't didn't spend way too much money, and then just kind of kept pushing through it, they're still on the positive end at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, absolutely. I think um, my mentor slash team leader, uh, Tracy Doe, she would be the perfect example of doing that. Mm-hmm. She got into real estate. She's been in the market for a little bit over 16 years, I believe. Um, so she was there when the market was great. And then she was there through the 
thick of it when it was 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Uh, and, you know, she's now one of the most powerful uh, or one of the biggest top producing teams on the east side of Los Angeles. So nice. this kind of proves to you that, you know, just working really, really hard can get you really great, even through bad times. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think the reason why I was a little surprised that you've only been doing this for six years is because how, how long have you been into architecture? Uh, uh, architecture, I've been into it since I was in middle school. I took drafting classes in high school. Um, and then after high school, I went to community college. I'm over mm -hmm. here and I'm from the South Bay. Um, so I went to Harbor Community, did my two years there. And then was trans was going to transfer over to Cal Poly St. Louis Obispo. I did architecture classes um, at Harbor, and then the economy took a dump. So that was <laughs> back in two thousand eight. Uh, Got it. And then didn't go to college. Uh, went to work full time, you know, just to kind of help the family out, just because everyone, a lot of people lost a lot back then, and then just kept working. Never went back to school, and then. One, I think it was, yeah, about six, seven years ago, I was on Instagram and my buddy pointed out some guy that was selling real estate and he was into architecture. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I wonder if I can just sell these homes instead of, you know, building these homes or right, designing right. these homes. And then, yeah, from the rest is history. I just got into it from that. But I've always been in architecture since, yeah, since I was little. God, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what's your, what would you say is like your favorite style of home? Uh, you know, I, I, I've always been into like post and bean mid century. I guess mm -hmm. some people would call it mid century modern. Uh, but yeah, modernism, fifties, um, post war, sixties homes. Uh, you know, tons of glass, open floor plan. Hmm. You know, yep. core flooring all of that good stuff uh, which has become very very popular in the last at least six years from television and movies and so forth and yeah i think that's such an iconic style of home mm -hmm. and it's such a breathable livable home too you know i look at it because i have two kids so i look right. at it as you walk into these homes and you know, I don't know if you guys are into or are familiar with Eichler homes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just so livable. And, you know, your kids are in the backyard or in the atrium running around. You can see them from just about every room of the house, which right. is pretty cool. Yep. I think for me, the um, the style of it, like where I kind of really got into like the mid-century homes. Yeah. It didn't start there first. Um, so everybody that knows me pretty much knows that I like really love the East Coast, right? And so I've always dreamt of having a place on the East Coast that's like a, I don't even know the correct term, but like a brownstone in New York. I mean, I've always wanted a brownstone. I've, I've loved yeah. brownstones, but you know when you have uh, like a the first level, or I don't think I don't think it's considered a loft, but Basically, it's just a full open floor plan. And typically, if it's in New York, you know, a lot of times it'll be like uh, brick walls. You know, it's like a real yeah. rugged foundation. Like yeah. So then that was where it started for me. Is like, I just want a place where 
There's no walls. It's pretty much just a big open space. Right. Maybe you have your room enclosed, but like your, you know, you can see your living room from your kitchen. You can see your front door from your living room. Like it doesn't matter where you're at. You can have a conversation with anybody from any point in your house, you know? Right. And so then um, for me, it was actually the Cliff May homes. Uh, the first time yeah. I saw Cliff May with like the the walls, you know, I think when they were originally designed, there was more walls than how people usually have them now. Mm-hmm. But, well, actually, there's a spot in between. So before I even got into Cliff May and I liked like the loft open loft spaces, then I kind of got into the look of like a, almost like a fort, you know, like closed walls. You can't really see in from the outside. Are you talking about a bunker? <laughs> is, that, is that what it's considered? <laughs> like a bunker? We talking about a bunker right now? <laughs> that's what it that's what it probably seems like, but so the first time that I ever really paid attention to Cliff Mayhome, yeah. I remember from the outside, you know, everyone was doing these nice uh horizontal fences, right? Uh, yeah. So from the outside, you couldn't see in. But then I remember the first time I drove by one and the fence was open. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, when you look beyond the fence, it's like, you know, you have this yard. Right. Um, it was like a really nice setup. The, the person had, like, um, you know, like all kinds of furniture outside. And obviously the hardscape and the landscape and everything was nice. And all the big windows and the doors were open. And I was like, man, this is sick. Like, when once you walk into that fence, it's like right. you're already in your home. It doesn't matter where in your home you're at. Everything's just nice and open. Yep. So then I was like, man, what, did, what are these houses? And I kind of started paying attention to the Cliff May stuff. And then obviously it's it's a snowball effect. It turns into this big old black hole once you yeah. start getting into stuff. Yeah, you out of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these are great just because they're, you know, uh, they're built in the center of, the basically in the center of your lot so then uh, that particular neighborhood in long beach you're able to build i think it's a eight foot wall in the front so you can literally have your own little compound your house is in the center you have yard and hardscape all throughout the home front sides and back and there's tons of windows and you can just kind of do what you want it's like the compound was the word i was looking for yeah it's it's like like ultimate california living yeah, no, so it was great. And then from there, like I said, Snowball, you start looking in the Eichlers and stuff like that. And then the post and beams, really cool. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, that's the dream is like to have like a real open living space. Like you said, for your kids too, it's really good. Uh, the compound idea is cool for me because it's like your kids can be running around outside. You don't have to worry about are they right. going to be in the middle of the street. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. Um, so stuff like that's cool. There's actually a house right now. Uh, in Long Beach that like has got my attention and it's all original house was built in 1954 never been updated yet jeez but it's like mint whoever lived there took care of their house you know loved it yeah and it's hard to find that but I've always been I've always said that I like mid-century modern and for me what that is it's like a mid-century home with a modern twist right Right, like modern amenities. Everyone looks at these homes, and um, as much as they're beautiful inside and out, and I have some good friends that have all original homes from 50s and 60s, it's mm-hmm. hard, you know, going from 
uh, you know, your modern amenities of a upgraded kitchen and stainless steel appliances or like appliances that actually work properly and like right. nice lighting, nice, you know, all of that stuff, updated, uh, whatever the bathrooms. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, so that's number one things that people look at. I, I was looking at this house and for the first time I was like, Hmm, maybe I could do the all original thing because it's, well kept and it's not like you're like oh man what is this this house is falling apart you know what right I mean? yeah absolutely but, and you know the house is not cheap so it's like one of those things where it's like if you were to be able to buy this house it might not be that easy to just put a whole brand new kitchen and bathrooms in it you know right because you spent all your money on the house itself right yep. but now i get it uh the part that is crazy to me is the people who are spending ridiculous amounts of money to get their house to be all original and new. Oh, yeah. The people that restore the homes. Yeah, like back to, to the original. original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, those bring a premium, you know. They definitely, if, if you can do a great job at restoring a home, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's absolutely a smaller market, like a, a smaller buyer pool. But right. if you do it correctly, it's they're great, you know. I feel like it's like the type of person that would go buy a, a you know, a 55 through 57 Chevy Bel Air and oh. say, I want it original, though. I don't yeah. want it lowered. I want the original white walls. Right. I don't want any custom stuff done to it. And then you got the guy that's like, yeah, I love these cars, but I need the fatter white wall and I want it bagged <laughs> and I want, right. you know, I want all this stuff done to it. So it's like I get it all. I feel like I'm the person that kind of wants a little bit of the customizing, though, you know? Right. So Yeah, I think it's just making it into your own, right? Yeah, yeah. Putting your own touch to it and then making the home into what you really want it to be. Exactly. So let me ask you this, though. Do you feel like this is becoming a fad? The, the style of architecture? Yeah, like the trend. Is it becoming trendy now to have it this is, style? It is trend. I mean... I guess you could call it trendy. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot more people that um, are in tune to the architecture, mm -hmm. and it's great, and then it's not so great in other aspects. It's great because it's bringing a lot of attention to these older-style homes, and people are saving them from, you know, uh, de demolition and or from people that are just going to flip them and make them really not so beautiful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then the bad part is that they've become so popular that they've become really expensive. Yeah. You know? That's, that's the part that's killing me. Yeah. You know, you're paying a, a lot more of a premium for a turnkey uh, cliff may than you would in any other neighborhood. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of pockets in long beach that are really mm -hmm. expensive, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a 1300 square foot house post and beam you know, and they're going for what a little bit over a million dollars in between eight fifty and over a little million. Yeah, man, they're ridiculous. That's in Long Beach, huh? That's in Long Beach. Yeah. And when I first started, which is funny, is when I first started in real estate, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, um, those houses were in the fives. There's like five seventy five, six six twenty five. Yeah. Um and now they've—it's crazy. They've gone up a—they've uh, gone up probably a couple hundred just since I lived in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's pretty wild. This house I was looking at—I don't know um, who the 
the architect is or like what style it is, I'll, I'll send it to you because it's not a Cliff main, but it's definitely a style that I've always liked. And uh, it has the long windows in the front of the house. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of windows, real long ones. And it's funny because you were talking about people like doing not so nice things to it. So one of the neighboring homes that is obviously the same layout, they've stuccoed up the walls and, and put like newer style windows in. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Like that was front windows on to the left. Those are yeah. those are new. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know who the other architect is. I mean, there's a lot of good tracks, you know, yeah. of post-modern or post-war homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it was just these big developers that hired these architects at the time. Well, it looks like a nice house, but, yeah, they've definitely the stucco, the, yeah. They've, uh, like I said, the neighboring one, though, they, they basically closed it all up to just two windows. And Jeez. I'm thinking, I don't know in what year you would buy this house and go, oh, all these front windows is too much. I just want two small ones. <laughs> it's like, I need to take away some windows. This is too much. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, man, that's kind of crazy. The the So I, like you said, it makes it more expensive, but I'm like worried that it's like such a trend now that it's going to either one, go out of style or, or two, just get overdone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I think that's with everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think it'll go away for a bit, you know, but mm-hmm. I think there's always going to be that core group of people that just absolutely love it, no matter what commercials, television shows, and movies play out, you know? It's definitely taken on that whole side of things, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you start, I mean, you start noticing, like, uh, car commercials. If you start really noticing in car commercials, just because I'm a car fanatic, you know, I start looking at right. stuff and then the architecture... A lot of car commercials, you start seeing the mid-century homes in the back, you know, in the background because they're always using the the driveways. Yeah, but that's right. my that's my thing to everybody. Start looking at the car commercials; you'll see mid-century modern homes all throughout. Yep. Dang, that's true. I didn't think about that. They're yeah. always everyone's doing that now. Yeah. From every yeah. like every kind of genre that you have. You actually have a Eichler track up there, John. Where? I'm not sure exactly where, but I know somewhere in Northern California near San Francisco. I want to say maybe San Mateo. Nope, don't go down there. <laughs> no, a, no, it, no, so you're no. up north. I live in San Francisco. I live in the city. So. Oh, you live in the city? I don't leave the city. Oh, really? No, I love the city. Oh, it's beautiful over there. I love the, what do you, you guys have, um, oh, the Victorian. Yeah, yeah like Victorians. Beautiful houses. Victorian. Houses so much detail. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you guys have them Eichler homes over in Palo Alto. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Makes lots of sense. Yeah, I don't live this I don't leave the city at all. I mean, everything I need is right here. Oh nice. Everything I need is yeah. within walking distance. That's true. They do have the Victorian home. That's like what Mrs. Dalfire lived in, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I think so, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I can show you where it is next time you come up here. All right, I love making references like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, she was in that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's no, a, I mean, uh, Middle City. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the photo right now. Yeah, I mean, Victorian homes are beautiful out there. The yeah. character, the details that you'd look, you know, 
Um, that's why I fell in love with San Francisco was walking those streets and seeing these homes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like Victorian homes too. Even, uh, like craftsman homes. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of those on the other side of Long Beach and some of them are amazing, man. The lots are pretty cool. The, the, the lots they have, they're usually bigger Mm -hmm. backside. Some of them will even have like that. I don't know if it's just originally was supposed to be garage space, but then now they'll have like a guest home or like a home above the garage type of thing. Mm, oh, like a like a guest ADU. Nah, it wouldn't be an ADU. Um, but yeah, they'll just do like a little little living quarters upstairs, right? Yeah, I mean, this is obviously on like the uh, shoot. I don't even know what that's considered, like the Park Avenue side of Long Beach. You know, there's some bigger lots over there. But, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so, what are some of the things that you've like? Some of the troubles that you've run into with the house stuff now, like being that you got in after the market crash. What are uh, like, the biggest issues now? It's a, it's all gravy, you know. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it's all been great, man. No. Um, I don't know. I think um, I'm kind of in a unique situation. Uh, when I first started in real estate, I was on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I left the team. And then I did it on my own for a while. Um, and I realized that it was really lonely to be by yourself. Interesting. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you can't, you know, each, I guess, when you're selling a house, you go into a, what we call escrow. So you're an escrow mm-hmm. on the home. And there's so many nuances that can happen. Not There's not one single escrow that it's exactly the same. So there's so many things that can go wrong. Um, so many new things that can pop up. And being able to talk with someone to kind of mm-hmm. bounce ideas off of like, have you seen this happen before? What have you done? You know, And just kind of talking that out and having a system in place with your team um, is like gold. You know, yeah, that makes sense. you don't know who to ask. You can ask your broker, but your broker might be busy all the time or, um, you know, they're not readily available to just jump on the call. Uh, right. But being able to have a team to be able to help you with anything like that is huge, you know. Got it. Uh, but anything that I've encountered lately, I don't think there's any. I haven't had any issues, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't. You know, everything's been pretty good. Been that's good. Job. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you do you feel like social media has helped you in this situation, or it doesn't really do anything for you? Mm, so social media definitely has helped me. I mean, I've met some of my really good clients from social media. Funny enough. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've met some really good clients on social media. I probably get more people. Um, DMing me saying, Hey, just wanted to let you know we love your account. We just bought a house. And that's the first <laughs> thing I'm like, What? Why why are you telling me this? You know? Yeah. You saw a house and you know, and then they say what kind of kills me all the time. It's like, we thought you'd never help us because we were only looking for a house of like five hundred to six hundred thousand dollars or like a condo for like three or four hundred thousand dollars. I think people see the the houses that I post and some of the houses that we represent, and they ultimately think that we're only here to help high end 
clients as yeah, they would thirty call million them. dollar homes. <laughs> it, you know, and it's the reality is like we help everybody. Whether it's you need to find a lease or you want to buy a three hundred thousand dollar condo or a twenty million dollar house, whatever that is, um, we're here to help. You know, I don't wow. necessarily, and I help people that are just looking for normal track homes, normal condo, whatever it is. You know, right. I do love mid-century modern, and if I can do that every single day, that'd be amazing. But that's, you know, it, it's such a small amount of my business compared to everything else. Right, of course. Do you think that's a a feeling for everybody? Does everybody like kind of carry that sentiment? That real estate agents will only work with like higher end stuff. Mm, I think it all depends on what your social media account um, is is like. That's true. Because I have clients that are, um, I have colleagues that work in other areas of town, like maybe they're in Whittier, maybe they're in Downey or Anaheim or something like that, and their, um, you know, their accounts are catered to uh, a different genre, I guess. This, uh, a different price bracket mm-hmm. and they get business like that all day. Um, I think because I have people, uh, a bigger amount of people that are following me that are outside of our neighborhoods that I generally post in. Uh, they see that uh, I'm only working for those high end clients, but I don't know. It'd be interesting to ask a, a couple need, other colleagues. You need to make a couple more posts of like, just like a, a regular lease. And like, with your, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And it's just funny, like, I post like a really cool house and I remember there was one down south. Beautiful post and beam. I think it was like in Fullerton and mm-hmm. it was $500,000 and it was completely redone. I think wow. I ended up getting like 35, 40 people DMing me on that particular property. One every, every time, I, you know, every other time that I do it and it's a more expensive house, I might have like one or two people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you've posted some pretty crazy stuff. I, 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 I've seen stuff that's like, oh wow, that'd be cool to buy, and I've seen stuff that's like, man, I could only dream about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. either way, I mean, there's there's still <laughs> an appreciation for all of it. You know, even if just because you can't afford a Bugatti doesn't mean you're not going to go, hey man, look at this car. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Speaking of that, um, I have to ask you, um, because I know that you're into cars, and ultimately, I guess that's how I know you. Um, yeah. But what, like, how are you into cars? Did you used to really be heavy into cars? Did you just know a bunch of car uh, people? No, I think, I, you know, just like everybody else, uh, I think we all kind of started with our Honda scenes, you know, <laughs> our, the Honda roots. Um, I was always into cars since I was, yeah, back in like middle school, you know, trying to, I'd go get the auto traders when they were, um, you know, the booklets. Yeah. Do you guys remember those? Of course. Oh, I remember those. For yeah. Sure. Like going to 7-Eleven and getting the auto traders or being back in middle school and getting the DuPont registries um, oh. and just like dreaming every day, just dreaming in there um, until I was able to get a car and I got a, was it a 93 Honda Civic hatchback? Nice. Uh, yeah, had an LS VTEC swap. And then, yeah, I mean, that was the first car which got me into it. And then, you know, once you have a car and then you're into like the scene, then you start meeting everyone else. That's Especially where I being met. from the South Bay, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I met Fat Kid, Sean, and Aaron Tomasada, 
all of these people back in long, long, long time ago. Man, that's crazy. Um, but from there, it just kind of grew. And now I drive, um, I'm sorry to say, but I drive <laughs> Prius. <laughs> sorry, I was going to say, doom, no, doom, doom. Nothing wrong with that, man. The, it's so yeah, sad. we should start a new crew because John has a Prius, and I actually want to try to buy a Prius. Uh, I mean, it's good if you drive a lot, you know. I drove, I put 80,000 miles on that car in the last three years. Man. Yeah. Damn, it's a lot of driving. But you know, huh. yeah, gas is going up. Why not? Right. And then there's, yeah. you know, there's. I, mean, I think we we're about to hit four fifty. I think four seventy five. It's getting regular. high. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting up yeah, there. Yeah, it's getting high, man. So when I see the ninety one, I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm not doing that right now. You know, but I guess still, it's a good time uh, to be trying to sell a V8 Tahoe, huh? <laughs> I know. That's I know. the worst looking, time to buy it. Everyone's uh, looking at the gas prices like, nah, no, no, no. I don't want to do that. But yeah, I mean, that's how I got into cars. And then from there, from Hondas, um, you know, it was more Hondas. And then got into Subarus for a while. Um, had those. And then, yeah. And then I, I just I kick myself in the face all the time. I had a bug eye wagon with an STI swap. Um, and that's when I first got into real estate. And I was mm. like, man, I'm not going to be driving around clients in my Subaru wagon. You know, get that rumble going in the back seat. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I ended up selling it and getting myself a, what is it? Uh, Acura TL. Oh, okay. okay. You know, and I was like, all right, this is more like a grown-up car. I can drive people <laughs> around in this. And that seems like a uh, in that time that you probably bought it. That does seem like a real estate agent car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so mundane and it's so not flashy at all. It's just this real commuter car with some lines in it. But and then I can tell you that in the last. You know, since I started in real estate, I've probably driven three groups around. Oh, yeah, barely nothing, nothing. It's so, <laughs> so you could have just had that Subaru and been like, just meet me there. Wagon. Yeah. yeah, it's so that's sad. Funny, but man. That's what it is. And then I've been shopping for the new Supra. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Should've, yeah, uh, I just went to a dealership right here down the street. Like, walk for it. 97k. Fuck. 97. I thought they said this thing was going to be affordable. It is. Yeah. The mar- dealers are adding like a 40k mark on it. 40k? Crazy. Man, we yeah. had we had Crap. one up here with no mark. Oh, I wish I knew. So man, man, give it some, Elias, give it some time because just like all these other cars they love to mark yeah. up. Yeah. That's like the Civic Type R, right? It had some yeah. ridiculous markup and then now 30. you can just walk in and buy it. They still have markups up here though. Do they? I think so. Oh, man. But Give it another year. Some of the Supras, at least two came up. One person hit me up and they're like, hey, you know, I, I, was, hurt, I was told you wanted one. And I was like, eh. <laughs> And then he was like, no markup on it. And I was like, oh, no. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> but man, they pop up. They pop up. 97. That's why it's still hey. sitting there. I, I'm still that guy that's. Uh... That's a little like I'm a little upset about the Supra, man. Why? Yeah. I'm not saying that it's not are. a good car. I'm not saying it's not a good car. My problem is 
I I'm I am a BMW owner and okay. I pay a lot of attention to BMWs. They and suck. in my opinion, <laughs> they down. And oh, in wow. my opinion, that car <laughs> is a BMW. There's nothing about the car that's not BMW. Right. The engine, the dash, the steering wheel, the wheels, the everything about it says BMW to me. So when you talk about an iconic car like the Supra, and then you're like, oh, here it is. For well, me, it's like I need it to be feel like a Toyota. I don't need it to feel like a BMW. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's why it just kind of sucks. I mean, it's a great car. I'm not saying it's not. It looks awesome, and I'm sure it drives really well. But so do a bunch of other BMWs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a Supra, I want it to get in and feel like it's the nicest Toyota I can buy. You know? Okay. And I don't know. I guess. I, I, guess. <laughs> I just yeah, don't burst his bubble. Ice is gonna get one. I know. Like, and I'm not know. saying don't so. get. One. I'm not saying don't get one. I'm just saying that's why I'm kind of like, come on, Toyota, step your game up a little bit. But I, I am saying it's a great car. I wouldn't say don't get it. I'm yeah. Just... No, it's to each their own. You know, you're in. Uh, if you like cars, you really learn to understand that everyone's got their own thing. Everyone's personality is different. Everyone likes different things, and sometimes people like ugly BMWs like me. You know, <laughs> well, That's I, like, no, I love them. Like I love the <laughs> M3. I love the M2. If this was just the Z4M, I would love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I love everything about the car that I saw. I just don't like that it says BMW so much to me. That's really my only gripe. Is that it's like everything I like about the M3 that Supra has, you know? Would you like it even more if it was stripped and then it was just tracked, so you wouldn't see anything in the interior? I don't know, man. I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> he he like, wants all the comforts. Comfort. That's like um. Sam from uh, Super Street, mm-hmm. he threw some like two of those crazy Recaro buckets, oh, you know, yeah. with the like side, yeah. uh, what do you call it? I don't, I don't even know what it's the called. Head? But... Yeah, yeah. The helmet. Yeah, yeah. I don't so... know, Sam. Is he do speed? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I've been following his build. Yes. Yeah, it just looks so good. It does. No, the car looks great right now. Yeah. Don't Don't cut it up. Just leave it like that. It looks good. But I can't imagine having right to get into that damn car, man. Doesn't look fun. No. Yeah, those those seats are tough. Maybe they look nice. Five yeah. five, you know. <laughs> for you short guys, they just look great. <laughs> they look solid. Yeah, I don't know how I'd be able to get into that. I don't, I don't know. know, man. Nice looking seats though. Great. They look good. I- I really want to see a really nice, like basically the way Sam did that one, but black. I really want to see one in all black. The yellow ones are out. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I like the it's yellow. Supposed ones. to be a blue color too. Have you blue? One. Do you? What do you have your eyes set on, Elias? What color? Just white. I'm, I'm a normal guy. You know, <laughs> this white. I have my my Prius is black, and. Um, it just you can see it's anymore. dirty all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All the time. No matter what and then you do. nothing. You can't do anything. Nope. It's just constantly dirty. And then the paint chips in the front. I I walked up to my car the other day and I was like, What when did I get sprinkles of white in my <laughs> front? And it's just all these, you know, with white you'd probably see it a little bit less. 
but all these rock chips on the freeway and everything is just yep. like sprinkles on my hood and on my fenders and uh, it just i'm tired of black cars that's all it is yeah you definitely want, don't want to have i mean not that you'd be driving as much i wouldn't think but you definitely don't want to have all those specs all over your front end of your supra right yeah yeah the goal is to have that as like fun weekend car and then i can have my prius still for work that's cool man i honestly didn't think uh i didn't think of you as someone that was looking at the supra i'm still excited about him i am um i just know going to sema there's going to be all sorts of supras that are they're going to be everywhere. Yeah. And it's going to be crazy. Are you going to go this year? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And I think um, I was thinking of building a, a Honda. But oh, really? I just, I can't. I don't know if it's my age or just no. because I'm just super frugal. But yes. I can't fathom spending thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on a Honda. And driving it around. Uh, I, I can't answer that because I've been asking myself the same question. It was it, cool to spend that much money on Hondas before, but now I'm starting to feel like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I love just, them. You know, they're great cars. You can do so much to them. And literally, you can do whatever you want to them. And, you mm-hmm. know, but dang. Yeah, but who's to say that you have to spend 30 40k you can spend less than that and still love the damn thing yeah you know uh-huh i think it's just one of those things to where it's like i'm 33 i'm gonna drive a honda for my weekend car i need to build it like wow I need to, I, yeah yeah i, I need <laughs> you know i'm not 25 anymore i'm 33 i'm gray I got no hair on top. I got two kids. I got a wife. I really got to do this thing right. Um, That's funny. Do you ever brief? Do you look at houses at all, like cars? Because I feel like I do, but I'm not sure if it's the right way to look at it. In the Mm -hmm. sense that, versus buying a brand new Supra, I'd rather go buy an old Honda and then just slowly build it. Uh. I guess it would just depend on. I don't look at it like that because I have to look at it very openly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I give you know uh, a lot of advice every single day, uh, but I think it just all depends on your lifestyle. You know, if you're a, a young couple that's coming mm-hmm. downtown and you're used to that urban living, but you don't want the hassles of ownership, like home ownership of. Uh, worrying about electrical, worrying about plumbing, worrying about having to maintain your yard. Yep. Then you go into what we call like a small lot division down here in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're bi- basically buying a single family residence that has none of that. And it's all brand new. So you can literally move in and it's almost like urban dwelling, like something you're already used to in downtown. Um, but if you, you know, once you grow out of that, then you're looking at more family stuff and you're looking at a yard. Um, I have to look at it very differently. I think that's why I don't look at it like that. That makes sense. I, I do kick myself a lot. Cause I feel like my wife and I should have bought something like that when it was just her and I. Yeah. And then just like, you know, built equity and had it for so long. And then once we had kids, just like, all right, either we can make this a, rental property or we can right. sell it and make the money off of it you know yep 
I think that was definitely the the way we should have gone. Um, sometimes I regret it. Well, pretty much all the time, but it seems <laughs> it seems so much Just clearer like now. Day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm always it, mad about it. Yeah, but it's just like, so for those of you listening at home, if you don't have kids yet, just buy a property. Yeah, I mean, just get into what you can, whether it's a one bedroom condo for like, depending on where you're living, but a one bedroom condo for like 350K. It might not be the best neighborhood. It might not have everything you want, but at least you'll be a homeowner and that equity will build up. And then just rent it out and then buy yourself a family home afterwards, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, man. One of these days, uh, I'm going to have to pick your brain about the the architectural mid, mid-mod stuff a little bit. I'm always here. I'm trying to find those. Uh, I want to find the pockets where they're at in the neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. I have a laundry list. I have a... Uh... I have a database of, I think, a little bit over a thousand homes around Los Angeles, some parts of Long Beach, of where all these homes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was doing real estate by myself, I had a lot of um, time to go out and like scout neighborhoods and door knock and try and get business that way. Um, mm-hmm. To where I kind of built up this database of neighborhoods and homes, but it's pretty cool. Uh, for a minute, I thought about it, but I'm like, there's no way I can move out that way. Um, Pomona has like a Cliff Matrack. Yeah. And yeah. at the time, I remember when I was looking at them, like, dude, they were so much cheaper than the Long Beach ones. They were going for like $300,000. Mm-hmm. You can't live in Pomona. I know. But could you imagine if I did, like, just to have the dream home? But the issue with these houses, um, well, maybe not for 300000 but here in long beach is and i'm not saying all of them are like that maybe not now that they're a million dollars but a lot of these don't have new plumbing and new electrical right no not not a lot of them i mean some of them do um the only thing that's a a little bit of a downfall is they're on slab foundation Mm -hmm. so if something happens to your you know your plumbing um inside your house and it's not on the exterior then you're pulling up you're literally breaking into your your flooring which is your slab yeah so you'll always see um where you poured the new cement for your new pipe that was broken down underneath in your living room you know but it also gives the home a little bit of character and that's the thing i like that raw concrete look that you know that goes back to how i was saying like the the new york style loft or the compound you know it's just rough well, not rough, but raw concrete floors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's good stuff. I, 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 I like that it's getting popular. I do, because I feel like it's it's like one of those things where you just like want everyone to know about it, and you want to share it, and you're like, this is so cool. But, I think it's so relatable. Yeah. Who doesn't like big open windows and lots of light and, you know? Yeah. Good design, really. I would love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The popularity, though, is just, you know, it's a downfall because obviously things are going to get more expensive. Yeah, they got really pricey. And stuff like that, but it's good. There's uh, there's some interesting stuff going on on social media now, too. You got these people that are, 
you know, buying these these style homes and like I said, putting them back to original. So it's kind of cool to see how they they kind of search for these things to put them back. It's it's like watching the old, like I said, like the old hot rod builds where they're like searching for this one part. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yep. I like I like uh, I feel like for for those of the people that are listening that are in their cars, these style homes, it's 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 kind of relatable in that sense where it's like there's it's a niche and you can get into it and there's things that you can like about it and then there's a community and then there's all this stuff where it's not just like any other home where like how any other home would be any car on the street you know yeah i mean it's funny enough a lot of the car guys you know i don't know if i'm able to like mention names but like a lot of the car guys in the industry are uh you know they're in these homes like there's several of them in the cliff matrix yeah uh, there's a lot of them on the like Virginia Country Club parts of Long Beach. There's a lot of them in L.A. And I think design-wise, when you're into cars and you like old um, tinkering on things, it's it kind of just makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, that's what I was getting at. I didn't really want to say it all, but yeah, there's quite a bit of dudes that are like into them and and they're in those neighborhoods. It's it's interesting mm-hmm. um, seeing that, especially like. Like I said, I used to live, you know, on the same block as all the Cliff May houses, and I'd be driving home, and be like, "Dude, look at this car. Where's it yeah. going? You know, <laughs> yeah. where the hell is this thing going?" And then all of a sudden, like, okay, that you know, and it's before I realized, like, oh, there's a bunch of car dudes in this neighborhood, and it's kind of one of those things where all car guys are kind of trying to hide their cars, right? Yep. They're like, "Oh, someone's gonna come steal my car, so I don't want anyone <laughs> to see it," you know. But then randomly you'll see it at a certain time of day driving into the neighborhood and you're like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so, yeah, it was always interesting to see. Yeah, there's um, there's a hashtag for the ranchos. It's like Cars of Cliff Mays or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? So many unique uh, – everybody who's into those, those homes – not everybody, but a good portion of them are into cars. See old caddies. You'll see Porsches. Um bmws you'll see everything in there i'll I'll mention it because um the car sits outside all the time um there's my favorite like house for the longest was uh right on steve lee there is a house that has a cadillac black cadillac Uh, yeah i know which one you're talking about that's a good one every time i went by the house i was like this is a dream right here this house and this car just laid (laughs) out it's laid out huh yeah yeah yeah, that's a good one. It's funny that uh, you mentioned that hashtag. I just looked it up right now. One of the first pictures that I saw was I've seen. I remember the day I saw this thing drive by. It's like a, I don't know what the hell it is, a motorhome type of thing. It looks very mid-century. Oh, like, a black one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was outside on my front lawn. It wasn't black yet. It was still like a beige color. It, looked, it reminded me of an old Apple computer. Yeah, yeah. drove by and i was like what in the hell is this and why is it even on the street right now but then you know it made sense obviously someone is in the mid-century homes they want a mid-century motorhome right yeah i mean you start looking at those and then you look at the what are those the silver ones the the airstreams uh yeah my wife wants one of those so bad yeah (laughs) I yeah. told her let's let's get a mid-century home first, and then we can get the, the Airstream because those aren't cheap either. They're sick though. Yeah, they, they brought them back. Um, they they make them new now. 
Yeah, yeah. I think there's still obviously a demand for the older ones that are just, you know, rebuilt. But a hundred percent. You can definitely go buy a newer one now. They're they're big even in Japan. You go to Japan, they got airstreams around. Remember, um, John, there's this place that we ate at in Japan, and it it's crazy. Uh, you go in the the night of the show. So you go in and it's set up like a campground. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you barbecue your own meat. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a, I wouldn't say Japanese barbecue because it's just cuts of meat, but it's basically like a barbecue place. But when you mm-hmm. go there. It's set up like a campgrounds. So there's mm-hmm. like you know um, um, picnic tables and trees and lighting mm-hmm. and grills. Uh, and I didn't they have an airstream set up? But that was like yeah, their... they, they had like a small. I think it was a small like airstream at that back where uh, the uh, back ICB was sitting. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm like, man, this is hilarious. You know, you just walk back there and 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 you're supposed to feel like you're grilling or you know with your friends in like century times you know in the u.s so it's a different world out there it is man their attention to detail is ridiculous i try to tell people all the time like just the fact that they had that restaurant and like the little (laughs) details that they had was cool you know Mm -hmm. and they're just like that about styling with a lot of stuff it's just like man it's it's really awesome but yeah um elias why don't you tell everybody how they can find you on Instagram? Uh, Instagram would be SoCal Architecture. Um, and that would be it. Uh, I have a personal one, but it's just all my kids. You know, my kids and my wife. Should they uh, Should they DM you after they bought a home or maybe try to <laughs> contact you before? Yeah, it's like, just let me know beforehand, you know? We do help everybody. <laughs> You know, whether it's a $300,000 condo or whatever, multi-million dollar home, we're happy to help anybody. But before I uh, let you go, though, can, would you mind giving a tip to a first-time buyer, just something to kind of open their eyes a little bit? Uh, uh, tip for a first-time home buyer, I think it would just say be patient. Uh, you know, there's, the market is good. So, you know, nice properties or what they deem cute properties and so forth, um, are still very desirable. There's still a lot of buyers out there. Um, so if you don't get the first one that you're interested in or put an offer in, just have patience, know that if you have a good real estate agent by your side, uh, trust them that they're doing everything that they can on their end to make it work for you. Um, but sometimes it, t- it takes a little bit. You know, it's not going to be the first shot around. So just have some patience. Know that the right home will pop up. And, you know, it's going to be a couple months of of heartache. But at the end of the day, you're going to be in that home for years to come. So it'll trump everything that you went through purchasing the home when you actually get to enjoy it with your with your family, loved ones and so forth. Nice. Dang, that sounded kind of professional. That was really good. It did. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> For a second, yeah. I was like, "Damn, I think I put you on the spot." But no, that was good. I was like, oh. and then I was like, "How do I answer this?" <laughs> I'm inspired. You guys now. have you guys have kids too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. How old yeah. are yours? Uh, three and six. Oh, they're young. 
Yeah, super young. Such great uh, ages. Yeah, they're learning. They're getting there. I don't know if you guys know, but my kids are, um, they're both autistic. Uh, so unique situations with them when they were born. But it's crazy because you never know. You know, as like a brand new parent, you never know what can happen or what can go wrong. Or, But you just got to be thankful for everything that everybody has. You know, you're here, you're alive. Yeah. You can really ask, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. It's tough out there in these streets. Uh, there's worse things in this parenting, world. Parenting in general, I feel like it's tough. I, I Right now, it's tough for me. Um, Elias, did you feel like uh, five years, five year old? age got any worse than before as far uh, as struggles uh, with your kids i don't know because oh. my kids it's completely different from probably yours your your kids were talking at like i don't even know when like normal kids start talking i can't remember to be honest with you because i'm i'm going through that with one of my nephews uh-huh. his mom feels like he's talking too late and i'm like i i don't remember when they started talking so i can't yeah, I think Compare it's like it. one, two. Is it one or two years old? Right? Two is too mm-hmm. early. That's what is the, it? Well, that's what the terrible twos are for, is because they can't communicate with you. And, and so, they're just getting angry. I'm and just like whining. completely lost in this because it's so different. My kid, or Ethan, is six. You know, mm-hmm. he's the oldest. And he's not, he's not like fully talking yet. You know, he says phrases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll like, I want ipad or i want to change tv but i can't fully have a conversation with him yet that's okay. yeah but it's because i'm so yeah it's i'm not used to like what normal is so it's a little bit different so i'm like huh i wonder what the fives and the sixes were i think they're all kind of the same for us at least well i have a kid that can communicate perfectly well but she doesn't choose to <laughs> so and it seems like just the last few months it's become that way yeah and she's very frustrated and so that's the part that's hard if she mm. wasn't so frustrated it would be like okay you just don't want to talk right now right but she's not talking because she's frustrated so that in itself is frustrating because you 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 want them to understand that they can just calm down and and it'll be okay and we can talk about it right but then obviously that doesn't always work you know so i just I'm asking you because I'm sure that you've had your your share of moments where you're just like, you know, yourself, you're getting frustrated because you're trying to figure out how to handle the situation the best. Yeah, how to communicate. Yeah. And so. My wife uh, is great. Having my wife there is amazing. They always are, right? Yeah. She's the one that tells me right from wrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got scolded. I got scolded the other day. I've been pretty good about it lately. Um, and uh, she just had to take over, I think, because I just all of a sudden got pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, that's why they, I don't know. I think I think moms and wives are, they have some of the, literally the toughest jobs. So, yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. I think we're we're doing all the easy stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. And mm-hmm. and I try to tell my wife that all the time. I, I get it, but stuff. we're yeah, I do the easy stuff, you do the <laughs> difficult stuff. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that you're doing the difficult stuff and 
Yeah, that's what moms were made for, I feel like. Nope. Right? Nope, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. I I don't know any dads that aren't uh that aren't getting uh that that aren't getting that like this is uneven, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure there are. I'm not saying that there's not. But I'm sure there are dads out there that are pulling more weight than their wives. But I feel like for the most part, it's usually the wives pulling more weight. And uh, it's I think just, especially if you have kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then depending on the situation, but for sure. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, there's nothing that's not normal here. But, you know, thank you. And so, <laughs> so what I mean is like, right. it's funny. I, I have, you know, friends that are newer fathers. And I'm like, look, I just want you to know you can never do enough always praise your wife for what she does and just know that's how it is yeah you know I mean? yep so it's pretty interesting I but agree. all right man um thank you so much for coming on this yeah, show of course yeah. thanks for having me man yeah definitely it was really nice to talk it. about some of the stuff that you do and and your insight on things it's it's really cool i learned a lot today <laughs> I really did. I you got really, a lot to go Google. You know, I wrote down a lot. It's just because you know I live, you know, I've lived in three places, and all three were just kind of like the same neighborhood the whole way. So, you know, I never, never looked further on. Yeah, so, you got to get outside your your, your bubble. Yeah. You know, yeah. get uncomfortable. Get a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, I, I like this house in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think what really, what really got me into that stuff is like you know I used to tell people that one thing I really like about cars is that it kind of it, it kind of represents who you are right I don't I don't you know I, as of right now I don't roll up in a stock car anywhere so usually as soon as you see my car you can already kind of get an idea of who I am you know and and that's cool. And I'm not saying that's how it's always has to be, but the idea of your home doing that was always pretty cool to me. Yeah, I think I agree because this, I, you know, we've redone as much as this as we can for us. Yeah, especially this room. Yeah, so, it's just like with the furnishings, even the furniture tells a big thing about people. Oh right? man, we didn't even get into the furniture. <laughs> I'll save that it's for like, another day. Yeah, there's like a lot of stuff, but yeah, furniture is kind of like the, like the remodels are like the wheels and the, the engine parts or the turbos. It's, That's you know, crazy. So crazy. Yeah. I get it though. I get it now. I understand. Yeah, man. Follow Lice's page. He's usually putting all the gems on there. I did. And I looked at a house that's like right around the corner from my sister-in-law and I'm like, I like that. <laughs> oh yeah he's in that area a lot i know silver lake i love silver lake oh yeah that's where we do a bigger like that's the northeast so like we do echo park silver lake yeah mount washington highland park eagle love. rock all of those yeah oh silver lake so yeah, silver lake's amazing yep yep cool but thank you man i appreciate the insight and i hope i hope our listeners learned a lot because i sure did yeah, hopefully we didn't bore you with some real estate no 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 <laughs> no, I, I think there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna start going. Okay, what are these guys talking about? And that, yeah. that was my hopes with this episode. Is like, you know what? Let me let me kind of trickle a little bit of another thing I really like out there for people to look at. So you never know if we reach the right person, you know, the right people, it may change the world a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> right? Just a little bit. That's all we can ask. Yeah. So. Cool, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We really, really appreciate it.